Um, sue me, fuck off. episode of the podcast we take a look at Liverpool and discuss whether they're in danger of falling outside of the top six. Also Erling Haaland, Harry Kane, Ruben Diaz and John Stones and Dickhead of the Week. Sit back, relax, crack open a goal one, it's time for four manks, one toffee. I'm just going to get stuck in there. Josh, you're wearing the shirt, mate. Yep. Let's do a quick recap of the greatest game of the weekend, maybe of the Premier League season, apart from Liverpool losing 7-2 to Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Liverpool 0, Everton 2. Josh, the floor is yours. I was steaming. I was having a thoroughly <laughs> good time. Those cans were getting absolutely hammered back. Um, any, any of our followers that have seen the videos can see that I was enjoying myself and uh, and if anybody's seen the video of me calling my dad I finally clarified why he wasn't watching the game I can actually put that out there I've asked him tonight he says he hates the idea of Liverpool beating us so much despite his prediction he just couldn't bring himself around to watching it live he needed to be in a dark room away from any human being. I mean, <laughs> we're in a lock. We're in a lockdown, so he wanted to be away from what? My mum. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, that that one. He just needed to mentally prepare himself for, um, despite his two 0 prediction, which he wrote down and told us plenty of times about. But yeah, um, absolutely buzzing. For anybody that knows, I work in Liverpool. I've been in an office full of Liverpool fans all day and they have not enjoyed my company. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. What did did you boys think about it from a Manchester United point of view or from an unbiased point of view? Well, I guess I'll I'll jump in first because I wasn't part of the watch along, which was excellent, by the way. And anyone that is listening today... They didn't catch the boys watch along on Saturday. It was fucking phenomenal. A right laugh. I had it on in the background um, while I was watching the game. And I think first credit is you lot keeping up with the game, but still having great banter and conversation. Like it was so enjoyable to not listen to Martin Tyler because he's <laughs> he's fucking that, that commentary team at Sky is absolutely past it at the moment. Um, yeah, they weren't weren't great. No, so listening to I think Lee, I think me and you were on the same boat a couple of months ago where we didn't see the value in live streams and live watch alongs. Yeah. Um, but having sat down and listened to one and been part of a couple, I get it. And I'd fully mm. recommend it to anyone to have a listen. Even if you just catch 10, 15 minutes of the pre or post game, it's great stuff. In terms of the game, I think you made it look really easy. Yeah. I think you made, and that was, that is the biggest compliment I can give to Everton that weekend is you made Liverpool look ordinary. They yeah. were they were nothing. They, they didn't provide anything. I think Dinya shot down Salah almost every opportunity. I don't remember Mane doing anything. Um, losing Henderson is obviously a massive blow 
Um, yeah. And that is just going to further derail their season. I think I read today he's going to be missing for about five games now, yeah. um, which starts you worrying about England. Um, and we'll touch on the Euros in a bit because we had the fucking great news earlier. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that worries me for England slightly, but it doesn't matter. I think their season was dead and buried. Uh, Ed said it on the Top Top live stream. There's a very, very high possible chance now that they don't finish in the top six. Mm. Um, if Villa win their two games in hand, they go above them. You're level with them now, am I right in saying? With a game yeah. in hand? Our game in hand's against Villa. Oh, right. Okay, so one of you two will potentially go above them then. Yeah. Villa um, have got two games in hand though. Still. Yeah, there you go then. What What are Villa on? 37? Or 36 or something like that. Uh, 36. 36. Uh, yes, they go into 42, don't they? They go level with Chelsea, I believe, if they win their two games in hand. Yeah, yeah 43, Chelsea run. Yeah, all right, so they're just behind Chelsea. Um, yeah, they've got Ch- they've got Chelsea to catch. They've got West Ham to catch. They've got you boys to worry about. They've got Villa to worry about. Spurs are always still there or thereabouts. They could come good, we don't know. If Spurs um, win their game in hand, they only go a point behind Liverpool. <laughs> Dale, <laughs> Dale, Dale Dale's found that funny. <laughs> Spurs, uh, Spurs, nah. yeah. Spurs, no, no, I don't get nah. any either. But no. I do, I do, I do worry for Liverpool genuinely. Um, I think they could see this. This could be a turning point in their history, and I don't use that term lightly because mm. if they finish out of that top four or top six, they're they're not winning another title for another thirty years. The, this yeah. season has been a massive cock up for them. What what I'd sort of taken out of not only that game at the weekend, but you know the the run, you know the poor run that they've been on is the is the lack of creativity. That it, there's just nothing there. There's no end product. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I saw a, a stat earlier on today. I think the front front three in the Premier League this year, 2021, I think they've had like 35 shots on shots on goal or something like that. Seven on target, no goals. Mm. That's awful. So it was and, something and... along those lines, anyway. But and that I think that was at Anfield. It might have been. Um, but I mean, you, you look at the, the game at the weekend. It, you, they got to the final third, and it was there was just nothing. I mean, Everton. Yeah. You know, they defended really well, and you're quite compact. You know, around that penalty area, and they did stop the sort of the three balls through the middle. But that front three and sort of Thiago. You know, there was just there was just nothing. Nothing well, there to, you know, no split, you know, defence splitting passes. They were really, really lacking something. Well, this uh, is the argument that a lot of people are making, isn't it? That they've had to lose Henderson and Fabinho to go and play in the back. Yeah. Those two have done their job, though. Yeah. I, I think Henderson and Fabinho have been brilliant at centre-back this season. Yeah. So you left with a midfield of Thiago, Wijnaldum, Curtis Jones... Shakiri and then even Firmino dropping in there. Five. Not a bad midfield. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a great midfield. But five creative players as well, especially Thiago. And, yeah, I think. Sorry, go on. No, I was just about to say, like, the, the problems haven't been at the back for me. I mean, yes, obviously, problems have been at the back. They've lost defenders, but they're not scoring goals. Mm-hmm. So, like, as much as you want to blame Pickford and Van Dyke, the blame's got to go into Salah, Firmino, and Mane. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, largely what we've seen is Liverpool's play being completely disrupted by Thiago coming in. And we've said it before, um, Thiago is a fantastic player, but he would have been a better player in Man City than he would have been at Liverpool because of the way that 
they play and the way that he plays. Now, Liverpool were known for their gung-ho, hard rock football that Klopp so uh, trivially called it. Um, And the issue is that he's not so much slowing down the play, but he's more effective in slower tactics, if that makes sense. So it's not so much that it's all his fault and um, he's now making them worse. He's not. He's just more suited to a different style of play. And if he was in a team such as a Barcelona of the past or Bayern or City now, then he would have a lot more time on the ball to play those killer passes uh, to players who are used to waiting for the balls to come through to them. Whereas Liverpool have relied heavily on the really, really quick transitions between turning the ball over high up the pitch, pressing high, um, winning it in the final third and getting the ball through to the strikers and, and wingers. And it's just, it's it's not worked for him. I mean, think that, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't Sorry. resist. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, basically, I think that they need a rethink for their their midfield. And the, you would like you were saying, it could be a turning point in their their entire squad. Like there will be players now who will think, well, do you know what? That's it. That's us now. Um, it's time for another challenge. It's time for us to go on to the clubs like we've talked about: PSG, Madrid, Barca, Bayern, Juventus. Because you're not telling me that those players, those Clubs aren't sniffing around Salah, Mane, Van Dijk, uh, Firmino might even leave. You know what I mean? Like he he could probably be a great striker in Bundesliga or he was brilliant Serie A. at Hoffenheim. He was absolutely exactly. brilliant. His goal scoring record is slightly better at Liverpool, but mm-hmm. for me personally, he was a lot more involved at Hoffenheim. Yeah, yeah. So this is it. Um, I can't see how things are going to turn around for him either. Like this season. That's it. They've uh, they've kind of lost all the big players. Uh, Henderson's now out for a month, and they are going downhill fast. Uh, I couldn't you be know more what? fucking glad. You touched upon it there, <laughs> and I mentioned it on Two Up Tops post uh, post match show last night. I, I posed the question, but it wasn't asked because I think I posted it. Oh, Josh is on his dial up. No, not happening. It's the Liverpool fan, and the likes of Mane and some fucking wank. Oh, you're back. Sorry, mate. We lost. We lost all of that then because your internet just <laughs> yeah. decided it was in mate, 1997. So, you know what, right? I'm going to put this out there. Virgin Wi-Fi is fucking mate, wank. I warned you about this. <laughs> I, I, I warned you about this. You didn't mate, listen. <laughs> mate, they are fucking horseshit. They're terrible, um, aren't they? Yeah. I, go, go, go back to talk, talk. That's my fucking advice. Go to talk, talk. They were miles better. <laughs> um, sue me. Fuck off. Um, I. I am, I am going to, basically, I said on two up top, I was like, if Liverpool don't get top four, will we start to see the likes of Mane and Salah? Two players that arguably pushed for the Ballon d'Or last year. They're, they're in the top five best players in the world when they're on form. Can we start to see them with no Euros and no European competition to worry about because they're not European? Starting to think like, is my time up now? We've not got top four at Liverpool. We won the league. We won the Champions League. The challenge is done. We won everything that we could win. 
should I start to move elsewhere? I've got interest from all these top clubs around Europe, your Real Madrid, your PSGs, like Lee said. Probably, I can imagine Bayern Munich potentially looking on, on one of them, maybe a Juve, something like that. Barcelona, even though they're not really a top club anymore because they're shit. And we'll touch on that in a bit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I honestly don't think that they're going to be able to keep hold of minimum one of those top players. Well, I, I guess we can link this into the next topic I wanted to bring good to, which would because I was going to go into City, but while we're on the topic of transfers, I'll link it to transfers and then back into City. Of Lee, you mentioned a very good point in our group chat a while ago of this summer could be a massive merry-go-round yeah. of transfers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just recently saw David Alaba leaving Bayern Munich after, what, 13 years? This yeah. is last season. To go and fill the void at Real Madrid, which looks like Sergio Ramos is leaving. Mm. Um, and Rafael Varane's not looking that confident on signing a new deal. And with all the links and rumours of Messi leaving, Neymar has signed a new deal but is still unhappy. Mbappe is too good for PSG. Yeah. Like, you might be right that these players, like, like especially Salah and Mane, with the Euros, I've never even thought about that. The fact that they've got no Euros or anything. They could, no. yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I can't see a mass exodus. I don't know what you boys think, but I could definitely see at least two of Salah, Mane, Firmino, Van Dyke, and me. Um, definitely Vijnaldum. Vijnaldum's gone. Simple he's as that. He's gone, yeah. Barca, yeah. he's going, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like Barca needs to be on a massive rebuild, as do Real Madrid. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you boys reckon? Will there be a mass exodus or will, will, they, will they stay loyal to the best club the league's ever seen, mm. but not really? No, I don't think they will. Um, I just, while all the Liverpool fans or any Liverpool fans that listen to this will be like going mental, uh, anyone for suggesting that any of their players could ever leave, because you know what they're like, they're burning Suarez shirts when he left. Um, <laughs> but this is that'll happen again. Like Mane and Salah and Firmino, Van Dijk won them Champions League and their first league title of 30 years. There will be back gardens with um, a, lo- a few loose stones missing and in the middle of it all will be a red home shirt with their name written on the back on fire like that's what is going to happen that is in the very near future I can see it happening um, but the thing is what what why would they, those players stay because if you look at how old they are now Salah's probably what 30. 31, I I'll, think. I'll double check this while you're, while you're chatting, because I'm honestly um, not sure. He must be closing in, though. And so is Van Dyke. Van Dyke's getting up there as well, in terms of 28, 29, maybe. So Salah's 28. Oh, is he? Fucking hell. Oh, he yeah. thought he was older he, than that. He feels like he's been around time. Yeah. Uh, he looks, D- looks about 45 years old. Yeah. Van, <laughs> yeah. Van Dyke's 30 this year. He's 30 in July. Yeah. Mane, he's, he's up there as well, isn't he? Nah, Mane's just lost because he's got no hairline. <laughs> um, now he's 28 20, 29 yeah. in April so yeah so there you go then I mean you get, you're looking at a, a, a few players there that are getting towards not the twilight of their career not yet not just yet but they're getting towards the sort of the big final big move that they could have and if it's not this year then will they be in the shop window enough over the course of next season without having the Champions League to play in now, of course, Liverpool could defy all odds and uh, get to the Champions League final and win it. No. No, <laughs> just can't see it, can you? I can't look past anyone other than City and Bayern at the minute. 
So the miracle will be that they'll end up in without European football next year. But then does that give them the chance to go all out for the league? So if you're if you're getting beat two nil, oh, go yeah. on. <laughs> Four Manx One Toffee sponsored by Virgin Internet. <laughs> Fucking shy. <laughs> Honestly. Well, the thing is, you said about City and Bayern. Like Bayern aren't all there this season. No, they, they took another loss. It's still shy. I can still see it. You just like you're picking your nose to us and you're just frozen on it. <laughs> yeah, Bayern aren't there all season. It, honestly, it's fucking dog. Um, Barca and Real just aren't there. Real Madrid, I don't know if you've seen today, are going to Atlanta with 11 senior 11 players. That is incredible for a club of Real Madrid's stature. But why? Why Do they not have academy? Yeah, they're taking, they're taking academy players. They've But they've got that many injuries that they're having to take... Um, players out of the academy to go play in the Champions League against right. Atalanta. Uh, but you think, like, Real Madrid have always had the biggest and best squad. Mm-hmm. They're the Galacticos. They had everyone. Yeah. And they, they're they going to field a bunch of kids on Wednesday, which is uh, good news for Atalanta. That's a yeah. very, like, they play some very nice football, them. So there's some big potential. Um, but before I link it back with City, Dale, what are you saying about... Um, Liverpool and their players are they going to stay loyal? Um, he's got. He, I I think he's got. To, he's got to do a lot of um, sort of persuading, sort of motivating to get those players back again for another season and another tilt hmm. uh, a title. I mean, I will. I would ask a question: Does Van Dijk come back the same player after his injury as well? Hmm. Um, you know, an ACL be out for nine tenths of the season, you know, uh, the, the players, I mean, it's getting to, what's he, he's nearly 30, or getting on to 30s. He's, yeah, he's 29 very soon, or 30 this very soon, yeah. You know, will he, will he sort of come back the same same player? Uh, will he still be at the sort of world-class centre-back kind of kind of level? Um, but also, like, the, the, the front three, I mean, does... Does Klopp, is he able to motivate them again? You know, say, but lads, you know, this year wasn't our year, but give me give me another season. You know, let's let's try and do it again. Mm. Um, or to, to say like, the you know, Salah and Mane, so those players look at it and go, well, I've won a Premier League and I've won a Champions League. I've done my, I've done, I've done what I needed to do in England now. Do a look for a fresh challenge abroad, Spain, Italy, Germany, wherever. Yeah. Um, but I think if, if if they do go and Klopp still stays there, I mean, Klopp will probably still bring in the players because it's Klopp. Yep. Mm. You know, he's one of the best managers around. Um, he will he will still get the players in. Um, but yeah, I mean, to keep those those players, I don't know, it's 50-50 for me, to be honest. It's just, it's just whether they've got the another year in them to go, you know, give it another, give it another go, sort of. Uh, try and reclaim that title, uh, given maybe a, a better season all round. You know, with the in, not as many injuries and stuff. But I think finances would be a massive play as well. Yeah, we, we've yeah, spoken well before about Liverpool 
not claiming to be a spending club, but only being a, a net spending club. If if Real Madrid or Barcelona come knocking for Salah and offering three hundred and fifty grand a week, yeah. and offer Liverpool, really, what price would you put on a twenty eight year old Mohamed Salah? Hundred million, probably. If Hazard went for what eighty, did Hazard go for? Hazard was younger though. Yeah, true. Wasn't he? Yeah, true. Good point. Um, I'd say even, seventy million. All right, called Salah. 70, 70, 75 yeah. mil, and I think that's probably fair. I don't think Liverpool's owners say no to that, and I don't think Salah says no to that either. No. He's done yeah. everything he needs to do at Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, the same with Mane. Mane, probably, again, another £50, £60 million pound player. Uh, Van Dijk would go for about 80 If Well, Harry Kane went for 85 but he Not Harry Kane, sorry. Harry Maguire went for 85 <laughs> but he was younger. So maybe 60 65 for Van Dijk. Firmino. Like ten mil, what a goal that is! Is anyone watching Palace? Oh, I've just Jesus! Oh. Is that Ben Tekkers? Oh no, it wasn't. It's uh, who the fuck is that? Is that oh, the new he... signing they brought in? Please don't tell me he's going to get called offside after all that celebrating like that. Oh, that that is unfortunate. If it, I don't even is. know. I don't even know who it is. Oh, is it um, Mateta? Yeah, yeah. yeah the lad from yeah. Germany. Well, the French lad from Germany. Yeah, good finish. That great finish. Oh, he's on. Oh, yeah, he's on. Oh, finish. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a lovely little back heel leg, isn't it? Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I think uh, Liverpool do have about two hundred million pounds worth of players that they can sell, and that's only four of them. Because uh, I think Vinaldum's going to go for free, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's out of contract, and I think that there's a few of them that they will probably get rid of. Maybe just again when their contracts come to an end, like. Uh, Striker, what's his name? Shakiri, yeah, Origi, yeah. they'll go. Um, it's almost it, it sounds mad, but it's almost like we're foreseeing Liverpool have got a big rebuild on the cards, and they could do a Tottenham style rebuild and yeah. spend the Gareth Bale money on six players where one of them still remains now, or they could get it right. And to be honest with you, there will be a lot of players that will go for cheaper because clubs need to make the money at the moment because of the COVID situation. This is why clubs like Dortmund are saying, well, we need to sell Sancho and Haaland this this summer because they need the money in. Yeah. Um, and there are only certain clubs that will be able to pay that amount of money for those players. And it'll be Man United. I'm not saying any Liverpool players will come to Man United, but others will. Um, and then when we pay money to other clubs for their players, they'll have money to buy players. Yep. So then it, this is what we were talking about earlier in terms of the um, the transfer merry-go-round that's going to happen. Um, so it should be an interesting summer because you, you kind of wouldn't really think it, but when you've got clubs like Manchester United, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, who are all big money spenders, PSG, um, Barcelona will try and raise some funds somehow. I mean, they're a huge club anyway. I know they're in debt, but they'll get out themselves out of it yeah, we, We've been hundreds of millions in debt for the last bleeding 15 years and we've still managed to spend... Barca will manage it somewhere you capacity. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting summer, uh, I think. I'm looking forward to it, me. I'm really looking forward to it. That and the, the Euros, because these mm. international competitions, they always bring up a player out of nowhere. Yeah. They always bring back, like, James Rodriguez in that Rodriguez. World Cup. Oh my God, he? what a fucking stormer he had. Mario Goetzer as well. I mean, mm. his career has unfortunately fallen off with illnesses and depression and stuff. Yeah. But um, from what I've gathered, he's doing all right in Holland again. So 
you know, fair Who's play he at to him. Yes, B. Yeah, is it Hoffen? Is it uh, Eindhoven? Is he? He, yeah. um, no, you know what? I'm fairly certain that he came off the bench and scored two. The yeah, other day. I think I actually think he might be right. I think I remember seeing that. All right. Um, nice. But so to finish off the the merry-go-round, and I'm going to link it finally back to City because um, I genuinely think that Harry Kane will be part of this merry-go-round, and he pro- his destination will most likely be Manchester City. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I think they need a striker. I think Aguero's done. I don't think he's signing a new contract. And I think he's very happy to just walk and yeah. go and finish his career somewhere else. I don't think Jesus is good enough. No. Um, don't get me wrong, he works hard. And he does work hard and he runs a lot and he runs a lot more than Aguero, but he's not a natural finisher. He's not Aguero level. And I no. think someone the stature of City, they need... Josh, you said it perfectly the other week. It's all fine and easy saying they don't need a striker when they're winning games. But if they drop points against a Swansea and... Like the point finger pointed at Pep saying, Well, this is your fault because you didn't sign a striker. I don't think he'll let them mistakes happen again. And there's no real number nines other than Haaland and Kane. Yeah. And I, I genuinely believe that those two players will probably come to Manchester. And I'm not sure. Yeah, I genuinely believe that those two players will both end up in Manchester either this season or next. I'm just not sure which way around it will be. God, can you imagine? I, I could never see that happen, to be honest. I, I... With the teams in the world, I just can't see. Like Holland can go to any club he wants. I can't. I, I can't imagine Holland playing in Spain because, no. especially the way Barcelona play, he he reminds me a lot of Lukaku. His control isn't perfect, mm. and he wouldn't work well as that number nine. Look at Ibra when he went there. Ibra just didn't fit. I mean, I know they were forcing him wherever because of Messi and Eto. Naito was part of the swap deal. Uh, it was Henri at that time, wasn't it? I believe. Mm. Um, but he doesn't. I don't think Holland works there. I don't think he works at Madrid because st- I'm 100 certain they're going for Mbappe. Yeah, uh, it's just so plainly obvious. Bayern is the only other club I could see Holland at because of well, every, yeah, every player in Germany that's good ends up going to Bayern Munich. Um, but I genuinely think with his dad, with that City connection. He could end up there, or with Oli as the Norwegian connection, I could see him coming to United. But I think whichever one comes to United, whether it's Kane or Holland, the other one will go to say. And that That's... would be fucking mega for both clubs. I won't. Ca- I don't care which one we'd get. I'd prefer yeah, Holland because he's young. <laughs> because he's younger, I'd prefer Holland. Yeah. But Kane is is different gravy, so I'd be happy with either. Kane Kane's more proven in in the Premier League. Yeah. So I think I'd prefer him. You could, you could um, see Haaland go into City and being great, whereas he would come to United and potentially struggle. And that'd be my worry as well. Because of the way we play, because of the way they play, because of the players we have compared to them. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? Maybe this time last year, maybe 18 months ago, I would never have even considered a player like Haaland coming to Man United. <laughs> but I think that the biggest difference has been... Uh, Bruno Fernandes and the way that he's completely changed. Look, players will want to come and play with Fernandes, I think. It's same same with City. There's, there's players at City that, that uh, someone will go there just to play with them. Um, so it's an interesting theory. Like, I mean, can you see Kane leaving Spurs? That's the yeah. big one. Yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely can. Harry Kane cannot stay at Spurs. 
if he if he has any sort of ambition in life to to win some sort of silverware trophy, whatever, he cannot stay at Spurs. Mm. They will they won't do it. I I heard someone arguing this this morning, and they were saying that even if he wins the Carabao Cup, I'm sorry, that's not, not good. Enough. That's no. not good enough. And no. like they're never ever going to win the title. They're never going to win the Champions League. At a push, they might win the Europa League. Mm. But if you want to go down and next to slash and above Alan Shearer, yeah, as the and Wayne Rooney for that matter, I, that's why I put Rooney above Shearer as my all-time best striker because of the goals he scored and the fact that he won so many Premier League medals. Kane needs at least one. Yeah, he needs at le- at least one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just. Mean, Sorry, Dale, go on. So, uh, yeah, um, with 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 sort of Kane and Tottenham, they're like sort of on a. It's a bit of a decline, really. Last 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 season and what it is this season, they haven't they've not really improved since sort of Pochettino left. You know, if 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 Spurs were to sort of challenge maybe for a title again, that's that's easily another couple of seasons. But Dale, what do you mean? Very Sp- Spurs won the title in November. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, but you know that, that it's at least you know another couple of seasons to, to realistically sort of be challenging, you know, for a full season anyway. But has he got another couple of seasons? You know, he'll it, be probably in his thirties there, and it, actually, he's all right scoring two hundred Premier League goals, but he ain't got a he ain't got a Premiership title, medal, Champions no. League, nothing. It, it, it won't, It just doesn't do it for me. What's you know, he got? If... He's got one Champions League runners-up medal. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. It's poor. Here's a question, actually. If England win the Euros or the World Cup, do you think he'd be satisfied with that? No. You, I don't think so. I think he, I think you need level. something club level as well. Mm. The thing is, though, one thing that I'm worried about is. Well, I'm not. I'm not worried about it because I don't care actually. But um, <laughs> at the same time. What if Harry? Because Harry Kane obviously loves Spurs, like he's a Spurs boy through and through, um, and he pro- he will be desperate to win something with with Spurs. Um, now, what happens if this summer, inevitably, Mourinho gets sacked or he leaves? He will then think to himself, right, if we get in someone like, even if they went for Hassan Huttle or something at Southampton, like the natural progression of managers from fucking Southampton Spurs. Or even if they went for um, Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann. Do you think he then says, "Do you know what? Well, I'll, I'll just stay another year then, just That's to see how they do." That's difficult, isn't it? Because like, how many managers does he go through with that? Wow. Because that it was Pochettino, then it was Mourinho. It could be Harsin, it could be Brendan Rodgers. I've got a mate who's a Spurs fan, and we were talking about Brendan Rodgers, who I mm. think would be a brilliant manager for Tottenham. Yeah. Um, I think he what he's doing at Leicester is outstanding, but. At the time speaking right now, Tottenham from Leicester is a step down. Well, it's yeah, a massive step down. So why would he go there? Mm-hmm. Uh, even people... even Leipzig, Leipzig to Spurs is a step down. Leipzig is second in the Bundesliga. Yeah, they're only five points behind Bayern with a game in hand. They're up there. The, the only pull though is Bundesliga to Premier League. Yeah. Going from going from Southampton, well, going from Leicester to Spurs is is a step down. But going from any team in the the Bundesliga that's not Bayern to the Premier League is a step up, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably like that top top three in Germany: Bayern, Leipzig, and Dortmund. 
mm-hmm. anything anything under that to anything above thirteenth in the prem. Yeah, is easily. Yeah, easily step up. Yeah. This I mean, is I, it. I, I can I, see his loyalty sorry, keeping him there. That's all right. I can see his loyalty keeping him there for another manager. Um, and another manager will probably be convinced to go on the premise that he stays. Yeah, and he loves yeah. he loves he loves Spurs, so he'll say for the sake of the club. Okay, I'll stay another year. This is where I'd love I'd love players to just come out and speak to us, and like mm. just make them like like Sancho in the stum- summer. I'd yeah. love someone to just interview Sancho and be like, Jaden, the fuck he's got talking of Jaden. What the fuck was going on with his interview the other day? Did anyone see it? <laughs> he went full yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> full Joey Barton. Insane. And Steve McLaren did he did it as well, didn't he? Yeah, right. I'm I'm meaning to go back to City, so I use Joey Barton as our segue. Manchester <laughs> City boys. They are absolutely cruising to this title. Josh, do you think they drop any points until a title is won? Oh, God. Not the way they're playing at the moment. Not the way they're playing at the moment. No, not at all. There is nobody that can tame that beast. <laughs> you know what, though? You know what? Arsenal did a pretty good job against them at the weekend. Uh, not, off- not often I say this about Arsenal. Sorry, Gav. But Arsenal put in a real good shift against City and there were yeah, plenty of opportunities for Arsenal to equalise as well. At the end of the first half, I thought they were going to get an equaliser. They just just weren't able to capitalise on their opportunities, but they certainly created some. They're lacking quality, um, aren't they, Arsenal? They're just yeah. lacking... Uh, Martin Odegaard, I said it when he came, I said it on this podcast, I said it on Two Up Top, I don't think he's good enough. No, I really, really don't think... And I don't remember him touching the ball at all. Um, I remember him losing it a few times. <laughs> Numerous times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I thought Smith Rowe was better when he came on. I don't know why mm. they don't just start Smith Rowe. I think he's a brilliant cam. Uh, sorry, yeah. Josh, completely cut you off there. No, I've not really got much more to add other than you know, that was definitely a, a performance for City's defenders to grind out the three points for them. And they did. Um the only way that City would drop points is if they're attacking midfield line, which they're heavily reliant on because they don't have proper strikers at the moment, um, can't score. But yeah. the the class that they've got, you know, every single one of them is world class. Mm-hmm. Um, why would they not be able to score? Um, same could be said for Liverpool, though. You know, all all of their strikers are world class and and they can't score at the moment. So you know, if they draw a blank, they're attacking midfielders. They might lose points and draw or something like that, but they certainly, I can't see them getting beaten by anybody. No. I mean, this is the thing. I was talking to my boss about this today. He's a City fan and he's still, whether he's putting it on, but he's being cautious and he's saying, no, look, I still feel like we'll go through a wobble. It'll only take one game. And there were signs in the Arsenal game where they weren't quite fully there. Um, and to be fair, the goal they scored was Raheem Sterling somehow jumping above two central yeah. defenders, which was How a bit marking. That, that it was oh. terrible, terrible defending. So if you take that, if they did their job properly, then it was a nil-nil. Mm. So lovely header, though. Very nice. It was header. really good. Great header. It was really good. So there, there are ways that they can be got at. I think. Um, but the question is, are they going to lose three games? No, which is well more than three games. Lose three and draw a couple, uh, in order to drop the ten points get lead that they've got. I mean, we play them again. I think who else have they got 
that could cause them problems now. That's the issue. They've played. They've them, played us twice. They've played you twice. I don't think they've played. I've they played Liverpool twice. Don't matter anyway. Liverpool is shite. Yeah, they'll back Liverpool. That that no, would I be think five that, or six. I mean, the, I the eight, the eighteen again. game. They're on an eighteen game winning streak. Yeah, that is nice. like that. Not even eighteen game unbeaten streak. Eighteen winning. That is honestly insane. They've got West Ham this coming weekend. Then they've got us. Like you're facing two of the top five there, and I see nothing but six points for City. That's how confident you are in a title run when you're facing two of the top five, and I'm almost guaranteeing six points straight away. Yeah. They've got Leicester on April. Um, Spurs, Spurs. Oh, no point mentioning Spurs. <laughs> um, they've, no, they've not played you twice, Josh. They've got you on the uh, final day of the season. Oh, right. Okay. You've yeah, got them in the I FA mean, Cup as well. You've got to play them twice then in the next couple of months. Uh, yeah, the Cup. The, the Cup I'm not asked about. The, no. um, well, I am asked about it. I want us to absolutely you know, like wipe the floor with them, but they're, they're going to be going for the League Cup double, aren't they? Are they still in the Carabao as they're well? In, they're, in every, they're in the final, mate, yeah. Oh, mate. Well, you know, they're going for a, a treble, domestic I, treble, aren't they? I genuinely think they're going for the quadruple, and I think if, yeah, they're, ever gonna, if they're gonna do it ever, you said it last week, Josh, about City being a big club, and the thing that they're missing is Europe. If they, they, they gonna, if they're gonna do it this season or any season, it has to be this one. Then they're not a big club until they win the Champions League, for me. They're just a very successful English side at the moment. PSG. But they become, they yeah, they become a, a big club. And the thing is though, PSG have made a Champions League final. No, they didn't win it. I know Tottenham have made a Champions League final. But <laughs> God knows how they did that. But <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think for City to truly become and you know what's more just just come to me now, but what's more upsetting is that Sergio Aguero might not be a part of that. I mean, obviously he could be a squad player and he might get a medal, but he's not he's not being involved in it. And mm. for everything that he's done for Man City, he deserves it more than probably anyone in that squad. Maybe Fernandinho. Um yeah. but but like Aguero for me, like He's, he's world-class. Everyone knows he's world-class. And he seems like a top lad as well. He looks like a nice guy. Like, I bet he's not a prick off the field or anything. So, I, you know, I would have liked for him to have won something. I wanted him to win something for Argentina as well, just with along with Messi. But they, every time they get to a final, they seem to bottle it. <laughs> so, and the Copa America. It's always against Chile and they always bottle it. Um, so, Vidal turns up and fucks him up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... Going back to the, the main point, City, very good squad. They've they've dominated England a couple of times. You know, they've they've made the Premier League theirs on what four occasions now, I think. This year will be their fifth, mm-hmm. more than likely. And um but but no European success from that. So, you know, what is the next step up for them? You know, where do they go from here? They need to win that. They've not even won a Europa League. Like, even you've won a yeah. Europa League over the last couple of years. <laughs> Come you on, know, the boys. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sevilla have won it, like, what, five times? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Fulham have been in a final or a semi <laughs> or something like that. Like, you know, <laughs> like City really do need to press on in Europe. They've got the squad depth there. They've got so many world-class players on the bench. Showed that against Everton the other week. Like, I looked at their bench and was like, I would have all of those in my team. Mm. Like all would, of their bench would start for almost every other team in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Their bench is probably worth like more. If you put like all of League Two, League One, and Championship, and probably half of the Premier League, <laughs> all the valuation of their players together, 
that is City's bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it said it was about 355 million, their bench. That's there. fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's all the fucking defenders they keep spending 50 million on. Mm. Aki. Well, they, well like, they've, they've, got, they've got one right, finally, with Joe Cantelo. Yeah, he's decent. And Diaz. Oh, see, I was about to talk about Diaz as well. Full credit to Pep Guardiola for going finding Ruben Diaz mm. and also developing that partnership with John Stones. Yeah. I, I was I happened to flick onto one of our old podcasts the other day, and the opening line was Chris saying, I got stones from being Q for 30 quid, and it's more valuable <laughs> than uh, Stones is in City's defense. Oh, yeah, that was the early days, wasn't it? And I know, yeah. And now. We've all put him in our England squads for the start of the Euros. Yeah, that, I don't know about you, Dale. Is that a fucking managerial masterstroke, or is that him finding a partner for the asset suits? A bit of both, to be honest. I mean, if they, they have spent a lot on defenders, haven't they, in the past? Um, you know, a couple have worked. A lot haven't. Um, it has been a lot of trial and error, uh, but he he has seemed to have found one there um, in Diaz, and yeah, what the, the partnership is is. He's developed with stones um, during this run as well. Um, it's just, it's 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 scary. <laughs> I mean, if what they concede about four goals in the last fifteen league games or something ridiculous like that, it, it's yeah, it's frightening. I mean, they don't have to. You know, you associated City in the last few seasons winning games. You know, four, five, six, seven nil. You know, the winning games now like one nil, two nil, but. It's it's not the you know the, it's not the flashy city we've used to see, but they're just extremely solid at the back. You know, no one is getting through them. I mean, the odd goal that you know they do concede. You know, they're still it's still a comfortable two-one or you know three-one. Um, but we're going back to to the players as well. You, you look at like Liverpool have, have complained a bit this season with their injuries to Van Dijk and stuff like that. You, you know, they've not had a striker. For most of the season, <laughs> we've played a false nine in Sterling, Foden, you know, Torres. They've come in, done a job. De Bruyne has been out for, you know, quite a few games. Gundogan's come in, done a job. Um, mm. You know, Fernandinho, Rodri, they're switching it about. Um, Cancelo at right back, he's come in when Walker hasn't been available. You know, Emergence of Phil Foden. Yeah. Bernardo Silva as well. He's he's started to come good. He had a bit of a shaky start to the season. He's coming. He's come back good, good again. It's the strength in depth is just ridiculous. Mm. And yeah, the quadruple is very much on. Yeah. Very much on. Probably more so this season than you know any other previous season in my eyes. But if, it, if it they do scary. it this time, this time they can call themselves the formidables. Fuck off on your <laughs> yeah. last one with the community <laughs> shield. This one oh. will allow. <laughs> you know what, as well? You, we've not even mentioned Laporte. And he was probably their best player last season. Well, that was yeah. the problem because last season, Laporte's injury, similar to Van Dyke, was what derailed Manchester City's season. Yeah. yeah. And now he can't get a game. And that is full credit to John Stones, really. Because mm-hmm, yeah. similar to Jesse Lingard, for example, who's taken so much stick online, yeah. not been the player that he once was, to come back the way he has. His comeback has got to be one of the best we've seen for years. Oh, class. He's, he's been outstanding. Like Fair play to him, because his confidence must have been absolutely through the floor. <clears throat> I, mean, I, 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 I thought, 
I just didn't even think he'd even get in the 11 at West Ham. They were, West Ham were playing that well at the time. I thought, you know, is that is that is that the right move at the time? But he seems to he he, he fits in. Oh, Lingard, mate, what a guy! L- I, uh, they were talking about him on Talksport. Declan Rice was on this morning, hmm. and Declan Rice was talking about how he's just completely slotted into that team perfectly hmm. at West Ham, and everyone loves him. And do you know what? Like, I'm, I'm well made up for him. I am as well. well. Yeah. Um, he, he, he just feel, it, and credit to him that he's just gone straight into that West Ham team after like what one, two training sessions. So he's mm. kept himself in proper good shape, uh, or he's been really properly training hard at United before he, he got sent on loan, and that is pure professionalism from him. Um, a fair play to him, like he, he deserves it. Well, the thing is, when he played in the like the Carabao Cup games for us at the start of the season, he was always you could always tell he was one of the fittest ones. Never stopped running; it just didn't work for him. But being at a club, he's been given a bit of love by David Moyes. He's obviously there's a lot of English players at West Ham, so he's obviously fitting really well with them. And that, I think the, his goal celebration summed it up really. We had all of them just literally just fannying about in that corner. He's like, you know what, that lad is buzzing to be there. And whether he comes back to United and does well again or whether he stays there and makes himself a great there, I hope whatever happens, happens for Jesse Lingard because he fucking deserves it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and Google Podcasts and all other major podcast stations. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Formax One Toffee. And please follow us on social media at We Are 4M1T.